And they came to the temple, like we came today. We came for the same reason, all of us. We came to pray, to ask our God to be with us, and to open our hands and our hearts to receive the Holy Spirit. But the thing that makes difference is not to come to the church and to pray to God, but how we can pray to God, how we can open a conversation with God. And the Pharisee came inside and he stood up in the upper and he says, God, I'm doing that, I'm doing this, I'm helping the poor, I'm fasting, and not only that, I'm not even like the other man that is spread there, the sinful man. I'm a holy man. And then the other person, the sinful one, the, father, the tax collector, started praying and he was saying only a small phrase, few words, Lord, have mercy on us. God, forgive me. And he was feeling deep inside in his heart. And the gospel reminded us that the pain was so great that he was hitting his body out of pain, spiritual pain, that he had as he tries to relate with God for his sinful life. And then Jesus asked the people, whom of those two left the temple and his prayer was received from God? And the people said, the prayer of the person who was a sinful, but he was asking for repentance and asking for forgiveness. So that is the message of the fifth Sunday, how we can refer to God, how we can prepare ourselves to open a conversation with God. And the next Sunday we came again to the church and we had another, we had another theme, beautiful one. We had the prodigal son, do you remember it? The son that left in the way that he left from the father and he was living sinfully. And there I will point to things. Number one, the father who loved his son. And he was waiting all these years with open arms for his son to come back. He was not going after him. He was not using words that he was a sinful person. He was not even begging him to come back. But he was in love with him. And he was waiting until what time? And this is very important thing. Because now we know how to refer to our God. And now the prodigal son, the gospel says, he came to his mind. And when he came to his mind, what he says? I'm going back to my father. And what I'm going to say there? God, father, I'm not worthy to be one of your sons. Just receive me and make me one of your slaves, of your workers, of your servants. Again, here we say, we are seeing the same, the same spirit, that God was waiting for him to ask for forgiveness in order to repent himself. And God was waiting for him. And we remember when the son came, the father was waiting with open arms. And as he was explained to the father that I'm not worthy, the father was hanging him. And he gave order to the servants to bring the ring in order to reinstate him. So this is the power of the forgiveness. And God is waiting exactly 
for us to come to our mind and we can make the decision that once, once that we understand that we are sinful people and then to ask for forgiveness. And last Sunday we came to the church world, the fifth Sunday, and again the church is trying to advise us how we can prepare ourselves in order to face God. And Jesus Christ said that parable that the Lord said to the people in the will say to the people in the second judgment, when I was hungry, you feed me. When I was thirsty, the same. When I was in jail, you visited me. And when I was in need, you were trying to help me. And then they will say to him, when did we see hungry? When did we see injured? When did we see sick? And he said, if you have done that to my little brothers, you have done to me. In other words, if you have built up a relationship with your brothers and sisters while you were alive and you were going out of your way to help and to assist them, you have done that to me. And therefore, you belong to me. Come to the right side. And he will turn to the other side and he will say, when I was hungry, you didn't feed me. And when I was in jail, you didn't visit me. And then they will say again, when did we see this and that? And he will say, when you have not done for my little brother, you have not done for me. And therefore, you don't belong to me. This is the relationship that we have to build with one another. Number one, asking for forgiveness so we can restate our relationship with one another. And then we can start thinking, how can I help the others? And in today's gospel, again, we are coming to the church, and now our God is very direct. He's coming dynamically. So to say, he is giving an order. He says, if you forgive men, they trespasses. Your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you don't not, do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So that's very clear, like a crystal, the way that he advises us. Because the relationship that we are going to build with God starts from here how we're going to love one another, how we're going to think about one another. And the most important thing is that he's asking us to come to our sense so we can ask for forgiveness. Because there is no man that lives and does not sin who are eating in a prayer that we are eating for the person who is deceased in the funeral service. There is no man who does not sin except God. And therefore we are sinful, but we have to be critical to ourselves in order to come to the second stage to ask for forgiveness from one another and then from God. Because if we are not going to forgive men, God is not going to forgive us. And now in today's society, this is a society in which you and I live. And this is a society that we have created this society. 
And I believe this is a society for which we are not proud, because there is so much hatred, there is mistrust, there is a society that we are thinking about ourselves and not about the other human beings. And we are expecting the others to help rather us instead of us helping the others. And my brothers and sisters, as I'm thinking about the society in which we are living, I have some thoughts that I would like to share with you. Because I believe in today's society we have given importance to the material things, to the things which are helping us to live. But they are not providing the life. The life is coming from God because He is the life. And therefore life has been given to me from Him. And for the time that I'm alive, I have to enjoy my life because the life is a present from God. But how can I enjoy my life? The person, when he decides to enjoy the life, he has to find a way to be closer of the, with the Creator. Closer with the source that gives the life. Because then really is the joy. And there was a time, and that's a wonderful story, and we are reading this story in the first book of the Holy Bible that we call Genesis. And there we are reading that God created everything. And when he created everything, then he created men. And when he created men, he took the man and he told him, everything that I have created is yours. And you are going to be the king of this creation. But I don't want you to eat for that tree, the fruits of that tree. Because when you are going to eat, then you are going to split one from another. You are not going to be close from that moment. And the time is passing. God is visiting the paradise. He meets Adam and Eve. And they were pleased. They were happy. Until one day they ate of the fruit of the tree that they supposed not to eat. And now God is coming. And Adam and Eve, they start hearing the noise as the God was approaching them. And then they felt that they were naked. They were felt that they were shamed. Then they didn't want to meet God, their creator. And God approached them and he's greeting Adam. Hello Adam. How are you? And Adam held down his head because he's feeling shame. And then God is asking him, what has been happening to you? And you are not like the other times. And then Adam opens his mouth and he is starting cursing at the Creator. You gave me this woman. And this woman introduced me to the fruit of the tree that we suppose not to eat. Instead of asking for forgiveness, instead of apologizing, God constantly is giving us the opportunity. He is giving us reason. Is giving the other human beings the needs that the others have and the needs that the society has. 
And instead of blaming ourselves and asking for forgiveness, what is happening? We are blaming the others. We are blaming the society that is so bad. And we are product of this society. And we are parts of this society. And God is waiting for us to come to our minds so we can ask for forgiveness. And we can ask for forgiveness when we are going to reconcile ourselves with the others. It's imperative to build up a relationship with your neighbor in order to open a relationship with God. And this is what is happening all these Sundays. And now we are going to work during the Great Land so we can perfect or we can reach the perfection in order for us to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. My brothers and sisters, in today's society I believe that we are living in such a way that is foreign to the human beings, to the creatures of God, to you and to I, myself, because we are supposed to be the kings and therefore we have to enjoy the life. And I believe because we are not the, that we are not enjoying the life, that means to me that somehow we have set wrong priorities. We have set in our list on the top different items that they are foreign to the human being that is a creature of the Creator that we call God. And these things that we have put in the priority in the list with a priority in our life are material things. Material things. In today's society, we know that America owes money for it. We know Greece that is forgotten. In very terrible condition. Europe in the same condition. Everyone owes money. If you go to Africa, countries. If you're going to South America, countries. If you are going to Asia, India, and so, so forth, everyone owes money. And my question is, to whom? We don't know. Some people, they say to the banks. If we owe to the banks, how come a few years ago we had to help the banks? Some others, they say to one another. But still, that's not an answer that satisfies me. Because we don't know to whom we are on money. And the thing, when you are starting thinking, that in today's society we depend in the material things, in the money. Because many people that they believe in today's society in money, they have committed suicide, even in Greece. They hate one another. The Greeks hate the Germans. The Germans hate the Greeks for spreading the money, and the thing goes on and on and on and on. And then I believe that we are dependent on the material things. And then we are coming out for socialist communities. Socialism. In Greek language, socialism means kosmikopragma, kosmiki society, kosmiki kinonia, social community. And something that is social, cosmical, what happens? It's not godly oriented. Because it's coming from the cosmos, from the society, social. And something that is not godly oriented, what is? Diabolic oriented. 
because we have devil and we have God. We have the source of the goodness and we have the source of the wrongdoing, of bad things, of the evil. Either you belong here or you belong there. And you see how we have mixed up the society in such a way that we are dependent to the material things, that we are cursing at one another for material things, that we are killing ourselves because of the material things, and we are worshipping ourselves, most of us, because we think that we have created everything, everything that will enable us to live an easy life, an easy going life. And I believe when we are in that state, that state is diabolic. And that's why I have come to the conclusion to say that we are living in an era that the Antichrist is present and he controls ourselves to hate one another, to dislike one another, to mistrust the other human being, instead of loving the other, cursing about the others, and thinking about the others, and love the others. So this is what the church is seeing. This is what the church is seeing and tries to advise us how we can get out from this misery, how we can change our lives for the better, how we can become from socialist and cosmici to the spiritual human beings. And there is a saint of our church, Saint Macarius. Macarius was <coughs> a wonderful ascetic, an ascetic person, and he says that uh, we can divide the human beings in three different in three different groups. One group is the satiki, the people like us today that we are living for our flesh, and everything controls is the flesh. Instead of mind to control the flesh, the body, the body, the body with its weaknesses and appetites controls the mind. And the other group, he says, is the psychiki, are the people that they see what's happening, like us today, like myself, but it's very difficult for them to get out from there. And they are living in that kind of misery, knowing that they are doing the wrong things, but it's difficult for them to get off of this kind of life. And then we have the pneumatiki, the spiritual group of people, that they have made the decision to live for God and to live their life in such a way that they can be constantly in communion with God. The thing that we have to set as a goal, theosis, to be close to God. With this, my brothers and sisters, I would like to finish, and as I'm finishing, I would like you to know that I'm praying for you, because I would like in this community, like all the communities in our metropolis, to cultivate the spirit of love, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of servitude, not to work there and to see what he's doing and if he's doing enough, so I'm not going to do enough. Because if we're seeing what the other is doing and if they're not doing enough, then nobody's going to do anything. But if I'm going there to do what I supposed to do for the others, not what the others are doing for the goal for the purpose, for the project that we have, then we are becoming nephematiki, spiritual human beings.
And this is what I'm praying for all of you, to start thinking about your community. A community that should become a spiritual community. A community that should concern one person for the other, and everybody for the other who is in need, either is sick, or is suffering, or is weak in the mind, and everything is wrong doing. Because there are some people that they cannot see anything that is good in the society. They are seeing everything that is happening that is a bad thing. And we can have in this community, we can have in another community, we can have in this society that we are living. But again, it's upon to the individual how he or she is start thinking, what can I do? How can I live my life? How can I love the other human beings? And that's not an easy task. We have to train ourselves. And in order to train ourselves, we need to pray, we need to fast. Because when you are fasting, you don't have the power to get with the other human beings and to beat the other human individual. We have also to think for one another, to cultivate the spirit of love, the loving spirit. And the thing that I'm asking you to practice, and the thing that I'm praying for you, I would like you also to do the same for me, for Father Anthony, for the priest, because the priests are the captains, so to say, or the generals in the church, like in the military life. And if the devil gets the captain, then he gets the whole ship, and then he owns the ship. So if the devil kept the bishops, if the devil get, you know, the priests, then you are not going to have leaders, spiritual leaders, and then you are lost. For this reason, we have to pray for those people. And that's why I'm asking you to pray for me, for Father Anthony, for the other priests, wherever you go, in any community, so we can see what is the right path that we have to pass through in order to reach closer to our God so you can follow, and then we can become godly-oriented society. God bless you. God be with us. Kalisa Rakosti and happy Easter.